on a Thursday night. If you want to join us, you can call us at 312-332-3776. Abdel, earlier today up at Hallis Hall, Luke Getze spoke to the media. He talked about his relationship with Justin Fields and the development of the quarterback. It seems like to me, Abdallah, that everyone is out on this combination. Offensive coordinator, quarterback. Luke Getze, Justin Fields. It feels like everyone is out. Although I would say this, if you look at the offense from last year to this year, they have improved. The quarterback also has improved, but everyone's out. They've improved, though. Last year, offensive yards per play, they were 20th. This year, they're 24th. So in that one category, they have not improved. Points per game, the Bears last year were 23rd. This year, they're 16th in the league. That's an improvement. Third down conversion rate. Last year, they were 11th. This year, they're 5th. It's pretty good. Fourth quarter points per game for the offense. Last year, they were 31st. This year, they're 20th. I I picked a bunch of different categories. Mm -hmm. This offense has improved from last year to this year, but everyone's out on Getze. Everyone's out on fields. That's the vibe I'm getting today from our city. I don't think everybody's out on fields. I think we've taken a bunch of phone calls from listeners, and you've heard from a lot of former players and former Bears that say that, you know, stick with fields and stick with uh, with him as, as your quarterback and, you know, kind of reap the benefits of having the first overall pick and the want for Caleb Williams. I think that 90% of Chicago is probably out on Luke Getze, and it's because I think that we're so hyper-focused on every single Bears play that, like, last week, right, against the, the Falcons, they had a good game plan. It was a great game plan. They put up a bunch of points. I didn't see any. There were a couple plays where I was like, why are you doing that? But that's fine. You won the game and whatever. And people go back to, oh, well, why'd you throw a 1,000 screen passes against the Vikings? Well, it worked. They won. The, the, the theme was to get rid of the ball quickly. And how do you get rid of the ball quickly when you're being blitzed? You throw screen passes and you drive the ball down the field that way. And guess yeah. what? They did. And they won the game. I think that I would upgrade the offensive coordinator if I had the same criteria for the head coach. If you got me someone in the NFL because an entire staff gets blown up, right? If an entire staff gets fired and you have an offensive coordinator that has done it before, that has had success, and you want to bring them in instead of Luke Getze, that's fine. I'm not firing Luke Getze to bring in a first-time play caller in the NFL unless it's, you know, some hot shot for an offensive coordinator from college. Someone who's called plays before. I want someone who has called plays before. And I think much like Justin Fields, coaches can also learn on the job. We've seen Matt Eberflus learn on the job. We've seen Luke Getze learn on the job. He's not calling Cole Komet uh, taking snaps and like wildcat and running that way, you know, under under center and trying to get a first down that way, you know, with a, a tush push or whatever you want to call it. So I feel like he is also learning on the job. And if they go out on Sunday and the game plan works just like it did against Atlanta and you put up a bunch of points against what is regarded as not a very good defense. Sure, they had success against the Vikings last week, but they're playing a backup quarterback they ended up facing two backup quarterbacks in that game this is a different animal if you face them and you put up you know 28 points against the Packers and there's no interceptions and there's no cute trick plays or anything like that I mean look if the cute trick plays work it's outcome bias right if that Cole Komet play works and they get the first down we're not bitching about that play right right 
So I think that you can make a case that everyone comes back because of the improvement that you laid out and because these guys are learning on the job and you're still building. You saw the improvement when they added DJ Moore. If you add a second wide receiver to this, that's not Darnell Mooney because he's probably played his last game as a bear. Then I think they can improve even more. And that's why I wanted to take the pulse of bears fans at three, one, two, three, three, two, three, seven, seven, six. Do both need to go? That's the question. The second question is, can the bears win with both? I could see people answering that question with each option. I could see people making the case that both need to go, Getsy and Fields. I can also believe in the case that Getsy and Fields, with this team with Eberflus and the defense that's come together here in the second part of the season, that this team can win. I think the Bears are truly at a crossroads, and I don't know if there's a wrong answer here. I, I think you could look at it as... Perhaps the wrong answer would be running it back because then if they struggle next year, you're starting all over and you're wasting another season. But then again, there is no guarantee in that next coach coming in being any good Mm -hmm. or the quarterback you draft at the top of the draft being great. There's no guarantee with any of this. So do both need to go or can the Bears win with both of these individuals? As you were breaking it down, suggesting that a guy who would come in and take Luke Getze's job, you would look at a guy who would be on a staff that would be blown up, right? Mm-hmm. The, the problem is, as you were talking, I look through the, the, the standings, and essentially there's one name yep. for head coaches that could get fired who has offensive background. All the other coaches who could get fired who are on the hot seat, they're all defensive-minded head coaches. Look at the uh, AFC East. If someone were to get fired, McDermott, defensive coach. Yeah. The Jets, the Patriots, both defensive coaches there, right? Mm -hmm. If Bill Belichick leaves the Patriots, you look at the AFC North, no one's getting fired in that division. That division outside of injuries is all pretty good. Steelers have nine wins. They have a chance to get into the playoffs. The Bengals have eight wins without Joe Burrow. If they had Burrow, they'd be a playoff team. Everyone in that division, no head coaches are getting fired. If you go to the South, you're looking at Tennessee, Mike Vrabel. That's a defensive-minded head he's coach. All right. Well, but I'm saying like he's a defensive-minded yeah. head coach. No, there's two. There's two names that I have in mind. You, you go to the West, AFC West. Uh, Staley's already been fired, yeah. and and McDaniel was uh, was fired midseason. Mm-hmm. But then Pierce is a, a defensive guy who's who's an interim coach right now for the Raiders. Outside of that, no one else is getting fired. You go to the NFC. There you go. You, you look at the East. Well, oh, so you're suggesting it's Brian Dayball? No, 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 no. There's two names that I think people would Mike be. McCarthy? No, no, no. They you're, already, you're, you're gunning for McCarthy one after guy, he gets fired? Guy's after already, the Cowboys get blown out in their first playoff game? One guy's already been fired, and his name is Frank Reich. Okay. Okay, and the other guy is, it's not a head coach. It's is if the commander's staff gets blown out, okay, Eric, so Bien-Ami Eric Bien-Ami is a free agent. Now, because the, the only name, if you continue on through the standings, the only name who's a head coach who has an offensive background who could be on the hot seat right now would be Arthur Smith with the Falcons. Yeah. That's it. Every other head coach who's on the I hot don't want seat Arthur Smith. is a defensive minded head coach. No. 
But I think I, you could make a case for Frank Reich coming in or Eric Bieniemy coming in. I think Eric Bieniemy, if he gets goes through the coaching interviews again and doesn't get a head coaching job, then he would be an option as your uh, off- offensive coordinator if you choose to move on from Luke Getze. Um, and I think that the other option is to – I think, look, I think it boils down to this, though. If they win on Sunday, I think it's more likely that you don't do anything. I think that if they lose on Sunday and it's because the offense struggles – and if it's a tight game and you lose a game, you know, 14 to 10, and it's because the offense is struggling and can't get together, and we see another game where Justin Fields struggles after having a good game, then someone is going to have to be the fall guy. We know how much the McCaskies value the game, the games against the Packers each year. If you look inept in that game on Sunday, someone is going to have to take the fall. And we all believe that Matt Eberflus is coming back. And I think it's, it's 60-40 that Fields comes back. And I think you have to have a fall guy. And I think it's going to be Luke Getze should they lose that game. Okay, so which way, if you had to pick at this moment, where are you going? Do both need to go? Or can the Bears win with both here? I think that it's more likely that they can put something together and win with both guys. I agree with you. That's the way I'm leaning. What do you think at 312-332-3776? Eric and Schaumburg, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Eric? Yeah, I'm agreeing with you guys. I think they can both win with these guys. I mean, you have to look at the season. If it's, it's back in August, we thought these guys were going to be uh, have eight wins and uh, beat, beat, split with each divisional opponent. I, I think we'd say that's a successful season. Um, you know, it's, it's drive. If we're going to draft the Heisman quarterback, let's never do that because statistically that is never good. Um, so I, I, I'm agreeing a lot with what you're saying tonight. Let's not blow this up. Let's win Sunday and let's make it happen. All right, Eric, we got you down. We go to Cody in South Bend. You're on ESPN 1000. What do you think, Cody? I think we need to let Gussie go. Uh, we show, we were uh, shown that he doesn't believe in fields in, during our first half of the season until the last five games. And th- for, for us to think that it's hard to find a better offense coordinator, just look at Baltimore Ravens. They have uh, their offense coordinator is from Southern Miss. He was mm-hmm. the head coach, offensive mind. So why can't we do the same? Plug somebody from offensive from the collegiate level and replace them. I mean, we have seen. I'm sick and tired of screens. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm done. I'm done. But Cody, if, it, but Cody, right, if Cody, the, if the screens you. work, then what's wrong with them? <laughs> they don't work. They do work. They don't they, work. They beat not, the Vikings. Not with the 5'9 five, five, wide receiver. And then, and then have Tyler Scott, who's also smaller than Mooney. But they Come beat, on now. They, they beat the Vikings with the, a whole bunch of screens. But we have seen now the Vikings have a terrible defense. And they, do they not have, have a terrible defense. They they blitz all the time. Yeah. Therefore, they blitz all the time. Therefore, leaving, therefore leaving gaps. There because they always they always blitz to an extra man. So there's always a hole in their defense. So that's all. Thanks, Thank you, Cody. Cody. Thanks for the phone call. And to uh, correct the Todd Munkin idea, who's now the offensive coordinator for the Ravens, uh, he spent two seasons as the offensive coordinator for Georgia, not yeah. Ole Miss. Yeah. And before that, he was the offensive coordinator with the Browns in 2019. Mm-hmm. He's the offensive coordinator with the Buccaneers in 2018. Uh, so he's bounced around the NFL before he went to college and then back to the Ravens. And the Ravens' offense has been fantastic yeah. this season with they Todd Munkin. They have been. I still... F- it's still crazy to me that people are mad at the Vikings game. 
They won. They won the game. Well, the screen passes. Okay, so if so, you're telling me that if if Patrick Mahomes goes out there, if Patrick Mahomes goes out there and the Chiefs win a game with a thousand screen passes, you're going to be mad. Well, they blitz. We go to Frank and Wheeling. You're on ESPN 1000. Hello. What's up, Frank? Hello. Oh yes. Hi. Sorry about that. Yeah, I'm pulling over right now. I didn't want to get interrupted. Anyhow, I wanted to say that the Bears definitely need help on their offensive um, coaching. The fact is they're constantly not getting those three and one, four and one plays. That is a lot. That is seriously having. Uh, I think that has a lot to do with the coaching. Sure, a little bit of the players, but you, a lot more teams are converting on those three and one. That's something that needs to be done. I mean, no matter what anyone says, that is a clear sign of that. Maybe getting help on their offensive coaching would be really important. Now, moving on to what, who they should get, unfortunately, you're not going to attract the hot, really high-quality offensive coach, um, coordinators or head coaches by offering them an offensive coordinator job. That means that Matt, uh, Matt Eberflus has to go. He's done a great job on defense. He clearly does not know what he's doing on offense. He should not ever be a coach for an offense if you're ever thinking about offense. I mean, all I've seen, maybe other people have seen something different, from Matt Eberflus and Luke Getze, but what I've seen is a lot of incompetence on offense, and what I've seen is great work on defense by Matt Eberflus, sure. but no offense. And that's why I would be looking at someone. I know that the Bears are stingy. They just don't spend the money. It frustrates me because there's someone great like Jim Harbaugh out there, and the reason why the Chargers are more linked to it is because they're willing to actually pay him the money but the Bears are – you know how great of a story it would be having Jim Harbaugh come back here oh, I'm with and you. coach the Bears? And, I mean, that's the, what's frustrating because I want to hear – when I hear their names of offensive coordinators, who the heck are we going to get that wants to be coming here for just the offensive coordinator position? I mean, doesn't – I mean, to attract the high quality like Ben Johnson. Well, I'd like – actually, you know, who was it? Mike McDonald? Is that the guy in – uh, the Ravens, what he's done with Lamar Jackson. Todd Monkey. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yep. Todd Monkey, sorry. Yeah. Yes. But basically bring him maybe even along because the hard thing is, like, I don't know how attractive just just the offensive coordinator job is. And if we need to get um, offer the head coaching job, so be it. The defense looks great. I don't think no one's going to argue with it. I think they may – I mean, sure, there may be a little drop-off if we switch from Matt Eberflus, but it seems like the system is starting to be set. And they're starting to look really good. But yeah, the offensive needs a lot more coaching. So that's why I'm thinking, we, unfortunately, Matt, you got to go. Got to get in with someone who has actually offensive um, coaching skills abilities. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. Appreciate it. If you want to join us, you can call us at 312-332-3776. We're talking football with you. It's Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. Let's talk to the Fat Jack. Ready to fatten up your winnings? You got something to eat up in there? We home. <laughs> For the best football picks, give Jack a call at 800-298-1383 or FatJackSports.com. Fat Jack feeds you his picks now. Get in my belly! On Black and Abdallah. Here comes the money. Sign up today at his website, FatJackSports.com or call 800 298 1383. Jack, how'd you do last week? Actually, a very good week, guys. So, you know, it's, bowl season can be in landmines throughout the entire thing. But when you're running as hot as we are, not only in uh, the balls were really well, but, college, but the NFL's been great. Four and one again on Sunday. Uh, we won on Monday. Two and one Monday. Had one, uh, Wisconsin, the Wisconsin game over 
and then we lost with the Liberty game. Over all those games are posted and documented under the, under the website under the results tab. But yeah, four and one on Sunday uh, made for another winning week. Everybody turned a profit, made some money, and uh, ready for this week eighteen, which is a little bit like the in last week of the preseason. You really have to know what you're doing. Uh, look at some of these teams that are going to be resting people. Uh, the great news is, guys, and I know you, you, you talked about this, but if you just listen to this segment mm-hmm. back in August, you've got a 25 or 30 to 1 Baltimore Ravens ticket to win the Super Bowl that basically makes Week 18 not, not important at all because you are, you've got a decision that you made back in August that is going to produce money regardless of whether Baltimore wins one more game or not. So all you have to do when you have a team at 25 or 30 to 1, I've, I've got them at 30 to 1, but – most people out there, when we talked about them in Chicago, got them 25 to 1. That, that was one decision has made you money over the course of this week 18 and into the playoffs. So, great time to get signed up at fatjacksports.com or, more importantly, listen to this segment as we're going to give away information that will help you all year long. We'll start with those Ravens. Uh, the first game on Saturday, two of them on Saturday, the first one at 3.30 uh, Central Time here in Chicago. The Ravens and the Steelers, no Lamar Jackson. So that's going to mean that the Ravens are a four-point home dog. Sometimes these teams, though, Jack, when these uh, second stringers are playing, they don't usually lay down and take these games lightly. What do you think of this first game here between the Steelers and the Ravens? You just brushed over the fact that we, for the third year in a row, we gave out in August a 25 oh, yeah. 30 to 1. That is the number one seed in, the, in their division, in their uh, conference. I mean, that, yeah. is, that is strong, guys. It's pretty I mean, great. that's great information for people. Rule you know, week 18 if you're handicapping starting with stuff that everybody knows, then you're doing nothing. So if you're saying, all right, well, Baltimore's not playing Lamar Jackson, they're not going to arrest their stars, so I, I need to go ahead and play the other side. If that is your plan to handicap, you're not doing anything because that information is already factored into the line. Now, if you got the line before they announced that Jackson was not playing and those players weren't going to play, that's a different story. Mike Tomlin uh, secured another winning with – with a win, he's going to secure another winning year. Um, he, this guy just – and this, by the way, they have a, a ton of quarterbacks. None of them are any good. But Tomlin just refuses to go away as a coach. And when Steeler fans want to get rid of him, it literally is a horrible idea as well. Um, I, I think this game goes right down to the wire, so I think there's a little bit of value with Baltimore simply because they're not playing. But remember, their backup, guys, is a guy that played in the playoffs last year. This is not, you know, somebody that's never played. This is not the guy in Cincinnati or somebody like that who's just playing college. We, we know that the backup with, with Pittsburgh knows what he – or with, uh, with Baltimore knows what he's doing. So I suspect they're going to be game. Most of their players will play some. Um, and by the way, Baltimore's been really good against the spread this year, leading the league in cover. So um, I think there's a little value with Baltimore, even with the backup quarterback, having nothing to do with the fact most people will go ahead and play with the Steelers, much more to play for, playing all their starters, looking much better uh, with their quarterback, the Oklahoma State kid. I mean, he, he, certainly they're scoring points now. Uh, but I would expect Mason Rudolph, but I would expect uh, Baltimore to keep this one close. And what's going to be a lower-scoring game, five of the last five in the series have gone under the total. So just a lean toward Baltimore plus the points. The Steelers need to win that game to get into the playoffs. The game later on on Saturday is Texans-Colts. Both the Texans and the Colts own the tiebreaker over the Steelers. So essentially, the night game is a win-and-get-in type situation for either Houston or Indianapolis. How should we play that game? Yeah, I think Indy's probably the right side here. Um, Indy's one of those teams at home, not playing great defense. Five in a row have gone over at home, and uh, six of their last five of the last six overall have gone over. 
Uh, but they're scoring some points, especially at home. Um, and I do think Houston, you know, a, a great story, has played really well at times, but they've kind of come back down to reality a little bit. People are realizing they can run the ball a little more efficiently against them. Indy wants to do that anyway. So I think that they win time of possession. If they don't turn the ball over, I do like Indy at home in that one. We'll go to Sunday and our Bears. The Bears head to Green Bay. Nothing to play for for Chicago except that they can play spoiler to the Packers, the rival. They are a three-point road dog, and the total here is 45. Can the Bears go into Green Bay and do what the Lions did last year, Jack, finish strong and not the, knock the Packers out of the playoffs? Which they typically don't do. I mean, they typically don't play well against Green Bay. Um, Chicago's covered five of the last six games, but Green Bay's covered five in a row in the series. I, I just love the Chicago Bears. You know, Chicago and New York both, but Chicago, it's literally, Justin Fields is like having the toxic girlfriend who slashed your tires the last time you got in a fight, but now you guys are getting along great. Everybody's happy. Everything's going great. You're like, all right, what do I do now? I mean, we're getting along great. Everything's wonderful. But I do know there's that toxic ability there. If things don't go well, this girl might go ahead and slash my tires. I mean, that's what, what are they going to do? I mean, that's the more important story for me. I think that, that Fields and Company are going to continue to play well. Um, and I do think they're going to put up points. Uh, and, I, and I think Green Bay, these are two teams going the wrong direction late in the season. It is a shame it took this long to get it going. But I tell you, Bears fans are going to need a nap after this year. I'm a team that wasn't playing good defense, and they were playing good defense. The quarterback was horrible, then the quarterback's good, and they keep him. They're not keep, I mean, it is a tough road to follow. It's like a soap opera. So, But I do think that Chicago goes in and gets the win. I don't believe in what, what Jordan Love is long-term. I think he's really good when you don't defend him in the secondary um, because he can hit open receivers. But when you do, he always has had problems getting the ball accurately down the field. And I think Chicago's going to score points and play pretty good defense and get some pressure. So I like the Bears on the road in that one. Minnesota still alive they need to beat the the lions and and get some help to get into the playoffs how should we play this game detroit hosts minnesota uh the vikings at the moment are seven and nine and they enter this game as an underdog against the lions yeah what a mess that was with with dallas uh last weekend with the two-point conversion he reported he didn't report that illegal formation whatever i mean mccarthy if he knew how to talk clock manage they wouldn't have had a spot late but what we did get from that is detroit scoring scoring the football Uh, minnesota has not been scoring uh, certainly any type of consistency. But I do think that this Detroit defense is tiring a little bit. They're not being, playing well in the secondary either. I think there will be more points. I would go over the total in this one. Six of the last seven have gone over in the series. Uh, Detroit's covered five in a row in the series. So I'll lean toward Detroit, but I'll tell you, the, the, a lot of these games where the, the number's close, there's going to be some value in the underdogs. Late in the season, the general public gets desperate. They like playing just the better team in the more comfortable spot. That typically in Week 18 will get you beat and take your money. So I don't, I don't have the side either way, but I go over the total. I think more points than the market predicts. The Jags can still make the playoffs as well. They're on the road against the Titans. Is there value on the Titans here because it's uh, th- they're a three-and-a-half-point home dog? Yeah, I, there definitely is. I like Tennessee in this one also. Um, you know, Tennessee's been one of those teams that Jacksonville nine and two against the spread. Their last eleven on the road, really good road team. But eight and one, uh, Tennessee's been at eight and one um, in this in this series, straight up in the series uh, versus Jacksonville. So they've pretty much owned yeah owned the uh, owned the, the series from a straight up standpoint. Tennessee, I think, will be able to run it. Jacksonville's not been stopping the run at least late in the season. Their defensive lines banged up. I look for a, a lower scoring game somewhere. You know, first team to twenty four wins. Uh, but give me Tennessee uh, plus the three and a half at home. 
You know, Jack, it's kind of fun on uh, week 18 trying to figure out the games that actually matter, the games that don't, the teams that are trying, the teams that don't need to try. Uh, Falcon Saints, this is a situation where both teams still are active, not eliminated yet. Both need a win and help to get in. How should we play this game? Yeah, this one I think is one of the easier ones. In our relation, look at the results tab. We're 4-1 and one on Sunday, and one of my, four, one of my five were the Northern Saints uh, at Tampa Bay. Um, I, I, when everybody was on Tampa and they had everything to play for, blah, blah, blah. Uh, New Orleans went in and put it all together, especially offensively, um, really outperformed what they had done most of the year. But what we get this time of year, guys, and this will go for a team like Carolina. Uh, Carolina scored no points last week. Expect them to score a lot more points. You get teams in Week 18, 16, 17, 18, that will regress back to the mean. So when you have a team like New Orleans putting up huge offensive numbers, playing really well, don't expect that this week. Everything went right for them against Tampa. If you watch that game, I did. Um, You've got a team that really played well. Don't expect them to complete all of those key third downs, play a lot more like the New Orleans team uh, that we've seen most of the year. Also, Atlanta on the, uh, the adverse side of that, really looking bad last week. Sure. And expect them to go back to the middle. They'll play better than they did last week. And there are numbers that back this up. Atlanta bounce back situations when they get rolled. They're on a 52 and 12 run against the spread when they when they get blown out and play really bad. They regress back to the mean, and and I expect them to do so again. Uh, New Orleans, same situation. They're on an 11 and 51 run against the spread whenever they play really, really well the previous week. Expect them to regress back to the mean as well. Atlanta to win that one. Uh, the Cardinals are a two-and-a-half-point home dog against the Seahawks. I feel like if the Cardinals would have lost at the last second against the Eagles yes, last week or maybe just gotten blown out, that they would not be – this would not be this close of a game. Seattle can still make the playoffs. I feel like this is uh, people looking at what they saw last week and using that recency bias for the Cardinals here being a two, only a two-and-a-half-point dog. Yeah, that's what that's what guys like to do, right? And they like to look at what they saw last week and expect that to happen again. And we've talked about that almost weekly, that that is the quickest way to go broke uh, betting on pro football. So, um, yeah, I mean, Seattle's one of those teams that they're very conservative. They're not scoring a bunch of points. Um, they're not getting the receivers involved. Six of their last seven on the road have gone under. Um, Seattle's covered five of the last six in the series. Um, I don't love the side either way in this one. I do expect it to go under. This total's creeping up towards 50. Um, and I don't, I don't trust either of these teams to put up a bunch of points without some defensive help. So I go under the 47 and a half. Jack, more of a uh, larger uh, picture view of the Philadelphia Eagles. As we head into the playoffs, they've really struggled in the last month or so. Like in we lo- when we look at the NFC, how dangerous do you think the Eagles are? Or is this a team that kind of has fizzled out as the year has gone after all the hype in the offseason and the trip to the Super Bowl last year? Well, it's injuries. I mean, they're, they're banged up, and they're, and they're banged up, and now they're tired. And I felt like, you know, I talk, we've been, I've been talking, betting against Philly and talking about against Philly for literally a month, a month and a half, yeah. and it's, it's produced a lot of profit. Uh, I did expect him to kind of exhale and become a little more relevant heading into the playoffs, but we're not getting that kind of exhale bounce back thing that we've just talked about with some of these other teams. And it's because of the injuries. You, people don't. You know, they, they sell injuries happen to everybody. Well, they, they do happen, but they don't happen the same to everybody. And when teams get hurt, it puts a lot of pressure on some of the other players on the team, and they, and they look like a tired football team to me. The Giants, by the way, I released the Giants last week. You want to talk about uh, clients being uncomfortable. I mean, when you hand out the Giants to people, 
and say, yeah, bet on this, especially against the Rams, who've been playing really, <laughs> right. really well. They get irritated by every. I had guys text me. I, I literally hadn't had a losing week in two months. And I'm getting texts about, we're going to play the Giants. Don't play the Giants. If you don't want to win money, you hate money, don't play the Giants. But the Giants are better with their current quarterback situation. They have this all year. He protects the ball. He doesn't turn the ball over. I expect more of the same. I think this Giants team covers this number. I think these, again, two teams heading in different directions right now late in the season. And I think Philly's tired. They're banged up. And they're and they're not going to be motivated for this game as far as, you know, this is not one of those circle the wagon spots for them. So I think the Giants cover again. So give me them plus the points. But all about injuries with Philly. Uh, they're, they're, and, and, and frankly, the quarterback play's not been as good either. I mean, he's not protecting the ball. He's not as accurate down the field. So they've had a combination of things line up. But it all, to me, goes back to the injuries that happened primarily in the secondary for them. And then the nightcap, probably the best game on the schedule, the Bills and the Dolphins. The Bills can either be the two seed, the six seed, or completely eliminated from the playoffs, depending on how the rest of the day goes. Uh, the Bills are a three-point road do- or favorite here against the Dolphins. Uh, what should we do with this game? Yeah, I talked two or three weeks ago about how I thought Dallas and or Miami, one of those teams was going to be a fraud and the other yeah. one was going to be a Super Bowl contender. We were going to find that out over the last month. I've decided they're both frauds. <laughs> so we have no Super Bowl contender. They're both frauds. They're both bad. And they're not getting it done at the right time. you got to have some momentum going into the playoffs. Buffalo, I've also been talking about that for a month, month and a half. This team, after Josh Allen stopped turning the ball over 67 times a game, has become very efficient. They've been circling the wagons for a month or so. This is a perfect spot for them. They play very good defense. They can play ball control with Miami. I think the right team's favored here. Uh, in a spot that I think Miami, is, they're banged up as well. Tyreek Hill's house is burning down. Tech heads are falling off. Go and give me Buffalo minus the points on the road. Jack, when we tune our uh, attention towards Monday, the national championship game in college football, Michigan and Washington, how should we play this game? Looking forward yeah, to it. should be good. Yeah, it's one. typically I've got a pretty strong play in these national championship games. Last year I had the over. If you go to the results, have January, incredibly profitable month last year. The highest percentage of wins of all 12 months last year was January. So if people think the season's over, it's nowhere near over. I mean, we're going to make a lot of money in January. Go check the results. Yeah. But this this game is not a get-even or a triple-up type spot. It's going to go one of two ways, Michigan under or Washington over. All right, if Washington is able to do kind of what they did last week, Penix is a different quarterback from Milrow. This guy does not get sacked. He's very athletic. They have the best offensive line in the league. And so from what you know, people look at Alabama, Alabama was flawed. We talked about that last week. Their offensive line does not protect that much. Milrow was sacked 44 times in 13 games. That's over two per game. Um, he, he, you get to him. Penix, on the other hand, only sacked 10 times in 14 games. He does not get sacked much. If he throws the ball like he did last week against Texas, Washington wins. I mean, he had a bunch of throws down the field that literally were dropped in in spots, and it didn't matter how good the defensive backs played. There were big chunk plays. I expect a little regression to the mean with them. Always hard to bet against a great defense, which is what Michigan has, especially they're super athletic. But Penix typically does not. I get back much. Um, also, considering this, guys, Washington said coach 10-1 and one against the spread uh, when he's not favored by more than three points. So as an underdog, they, they're really, really good 5-0 and oh, straight up as an underdog this year, including a 9.5-point underdog and a 12.5-point underdog. And when you don't make them a big favorite, he typically outperforms the market. So I'm going to lean toward Washington, but it is the type of deal that if Michigan's defensive front is able to enforce their will, kind of like they've been doing most of the year, 
and Michigan wins the game. So don't go crazy either way, but a better play on Washington if you ask me. If our listeners go to your website right now, FatJackSports.com, and they sign up, what would they receive, Jack? Start at the results tab, all right, up top right-hand corner, and go look at last year's January results and look at the sea of winners. I mean, incredibly profitable January. This is always a very, very profitable time of year. Basketball is up over 30 games over the last six weeks. We're going to have a great, great run into the playoffs, and you don't want to miss out. Only four ninety nine all the football through the Super Bowl, five ninety nine football and hoops through the Super Bowl, and those preseason rates are coming out for next year. If you want to make money betting sports, consistently get winning selection. You get the weekend one forty nine for football, one sixty nine football and hoops. Everything's emailed to you. You don't have to talk to anybody. You're getting the exact games I'm playing right now for Las Vegas. Go to FatJackSports.com, sign up today, and win this weekend. Thank you, Jack. Have a great weekend. Guys, have a good week. I'll see you soon. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. We'll continue taking your phone calls on the Bears, Bears Packers this weekend, week 18 in the NFL. Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Abdel, we take football very seriously here on the show. The most seriously. Very seriously. And that's why we go to Chauncey for his animal picks. Do you want winners? Chauncey knows a keeper when he sees one. He sees every angle and knows all the right calls. Get your picks from a man who was raised by the frozen tundra. It's time. For Chauncey's Picks with Black and Abdel. You can hear Chauncey Saturday mornings, 6 to 7 a.m. Chauncey's Great Outdoors and Chauncey's Animal Picks are brought to you by Mobile Warming by FieldShare. Abdallah, how has Chauncey done to this point throughout the season? So with one week left in the regular season, Chauncey is 29 and 17. That is good for 63%. He was 3 and 1 last week. Uh, and I would say, Chauncey, I don't know if you know this, but taking a look at the playoff standings right now, five playoff teams that currently have clinched a spot are animal teams. How about that? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And I'm pretty impressed by your your ability to really, from the statistical information and from the learning of all the players and, yes. and understanding the basic tactics of football, where I just look at... The pure grit. Yes. The, yeah, the trenches. Yes. <laughs> the animal kingdom. That's you right. let us know how it breaks down. Love it, Chauncey. That's great. 29 and 17. That's pretty 63% good. 63 percent's pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. I was I was close to 70 for a couple a couple weeks back, mm-hmm. and then I don't know what Well, there's, uh, like Adam said, there's many uh, varmin from the animal kingdom that has yeah. a chance to advance in the playoffs, so we'll have more picks as the playoffs continue on. I think it was week week 14, did you in? You went one and two week 14. Yeah, no good. Yeah. No good. Did All right, say, Chauncey. Did you say Adam's got varmin? And, yeah, uh, yeah Adam has varmin. Yes. He's got varmin yeah, everywhere, yeah. man. He's got, he's got rats. He's got all yeah, kinds of things. Varmin all over the place. <laughs> Okay, it's, Chauncey, uh, this week's pick. Yes, we this pick. week we have the Seahawks and Cardinals facing Ooh, off. We have little birds and big birds. That's what we have. And, you know, when you study each one of them, you know, they don't really walk well, either one of them. So this is not going to be, a, you know, sure. 
a game on the ground. Right. It's, it's, ground. Yeah. it's in the air. But it, yes. It's going to be an air game. And when you look at an air game like this, I have to believe that the Cardinals, while they, they are good and they're quick and they're flighty, you know, right at the line and stuff like that, they're not going to be able to sustain themselves with the, you know, from the backfield on the uh, Seahawks is going to be just hovering out there, and they're only like 25 times bigger than a, <laughs> a Cardinal. I, I really believe it's going to be an air game, and the Seahawks are going to pull it off, guys. All right, All we got right. you down. We'll go Seahawks with the Seahawks. Only one matchup pick. today yeah, this only week. Only one animal with matchup this weekend. Every team playing, it's yep. very weird that there's only one animal matchup. Chauncey, on uh, Saturday morning, what should we expect on Chauncey's Great Outdoors? Well, you know, we're coming into the, as we call it, the outdoor show season here in Chicago, yep. January and February. And a couple of things, we, you know, we're going to be having a, some of those different companies coming on the air in the next few weeks, but uh, we it's the first Saturday of the month, so Tim Mondel is going to be on from the Forest Preserve District of Cook County, and th- there are so many programs. You know, I know you guys play golf in the summer every, you know, all summer long. Sure. You need to come out on a Saturday, and let's go check out some nature centers and the programs that they have going on out there. See, and, you Chauncey, know, you got to understand my golf game. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm one with nature. Find looking for my ball in the Adele's woods. Adele's always in the woods. For most of the golf day anyway. Finding his so, golf ball. Yeah. Relieving himself. Yeah. He's got it all covered in the woods. I'm one with the trees when it comes to the golf game. He's one one with the trees. Well, you know, I one time was playing at the Dallas Cowboys Country Club many Ooh, years ago. Wow. Fancy. Look at and, him. Oh, yeah. I mean, this. I didn't pay for my round or the rented clubs or the golf balls or the gloves they gave me. And I will never forget, I you know, went into the rough. And as I, I got right up to the edge of it, and I stopped. And the guy that I was playing with, he goes, why'd you stop? I go, dude, this is Texas. They have rattlesnakes. Uh-huh. I'm not going Snakes. into the rough. Yep. <laughs> nope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said so. I went through a, a dozen golf balls pretty quickly that day. <laughs> yeah, you leave a few more on the course when you know there's snakes possibly yeah. uh, in the area. <laughs> when there's rattlesnakes waiting yeah. for me, I do that. Yeah, but, absolutely. But Tim, Right, Tim Mondel's coming on, and we're going to be talking about all kinds of programs with the Forest Preserves uh, in January, and they're going to be at one of the sports shows with a lot of people so kids can have the all kinds of the information and feely, touchy, cool things that they bring out to the my booth at one of the big shows, the Schaumburg Show. And then we're going to have on a really interesting guy. His name is uh, excuse me, Jim Lemke, who is uh, the property director for the Department of Natural Resources for the state of Wisconsin, and I never knew this until, you know, he sent me a little note, but they create a book, and it's also available free online, of hmm. every place you could go biking, ATVing, fishing, wow. uh, camping, hiking, boat ramps, everything in the state of Wisconsin wow. on public lands that I never knew was out there. So nice. I'm excited to talk to him about all the places we can go right over the border. Well, it's fantastic. We'll be listening, Chauncey. Thanks for coming on. So how are you going to be listening if you're not golfing? Oh, well, we, you know, I get up, I get some coffee, I get ready to watch some uh, European soccer. That's the way I. Uh, Chauncey, I, roll. I have a one-year-old. I'm yeah. getting up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky to sleep till I, I. I definitely wake up during your show. Like her, like the the little one-year-old alarm goes off uh, well, you, you right hear, around the you start hear of the, the show. Uh, the bird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I hope I hope the flute puts yeah. her back to sleep. That's right. Well, there's a miniature golf place we can all go on a Saturday, okay? There you Bring go. the kids. Perfect. Love it. All right, guys. Thank you, Chauncey. Bye-bye. There he is. Do you want-
law winners. Johnson knows a keeper when he sees one. He sees every angle and knows all the right calls. Get your picks from a man who was raised by the frozen tundra. It's time for Chauncey's Picks with Black and Abdullah. And Chauncey's Animal Picks are brought to you by Mobile Warming by FieldShare and Abdullah. If you go to FieldShare's website, you can put in the promo code now. ESPN25 gets you 25% off the entire website. Dude, it's cold outside. <laughs> we are we are in the thick of it now. You're like Once me. you get past New Year's, now it's just like, all right, I've had enough winter. But unfortunately, we live in Chicago. We live in Illinois. Winter will stick around until probably early May. And so make sure you go to FieldShare.com. Pick yourself up some mobile warming. They got hats. They got gloves. They got pants. They got dog jackets. Uh, Jackets. They got whatever you need. They got everything. Uh, make sure you put in that promo code to ESPN25 for uh, 25% off. Not to be a downer, mm-hmm. but we're in the thick of the worst two months oh, yeah. of living in this city. Absolutely. This is it. There's nothing January worse. and yep. February, it sucks to be here. Like the the it holiday season, it's it cool because you got the lights. Yeah, and you get like, through All right, it. You, you get, get through it. December, yeah. it's okay. You get through it. But January and February are the worst. January 2nd to February 28th, 29th this year. It's a leap year. It stinks. Yeah. It, it absolutely stinks. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're right in the thick of it. It's cold outside. It's going to be cold for a while. Abdallah's right. Uh, winter carries on to May uh, now. And, and, you know, it's also what goes hand in hand with that is, like, you and I were discussing at the start of the show, you fall into a nice rhythm throughout the football season. Tonight's the first Thursday night where there's no college or NFL football y'all to com- watch, and it just feels off. Listen, y'all like complain. This Thursday feels off. We come in here on Fridays, and people complain about how bad the Thursday night game no, was. It's like, I would, kill, great. I would kill for a bad Thursday right. night game right now. And, and like, so the NBA has moved their two marquee games to Thursday nights now mm-hmm. that football is done on Thursdays. But I'm just saying, like, this is the first Thursday of the football season. We don't have college football. We don't have an NFL game. And it just feels a bit empty. And and it goes back to the idea. You and I were talking uh, before the show saying, like, yeah, this is it. January and February. Yeah. It's rough. Get me to May. Yeah. To warmer weather. Then once you get back to warmer weather, you're dreaming of the next football season. And I know we have playoff football on the horizon, but... Man, Thursday night, the first one without NFL football. It kind of stinks. It sucks. And you're right. For for those who complain about bad football, well, guess what? There's no football now. It, bad football is still football. It's better than no football. Right. It's like pizza. You're still eating pizza. It's a good day if you're having pizza. It's better than no pizza. I think there's a third thing that that's like, too. It's on the tip of my tongue. I wonder what it is. Just the tip? Maybe. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Thank you to Sean Grady and Justin Pottinger for producing tonight's show. Black and Abdallah will return tomorrow night. Six to eight. We'll have all calls welcome Friday night calls. First of the new year yeah. of 2024, tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, Black and Abdallah will talk to you tomorrow night for two hours, and the phone lines will be open for anything. 
And that'll be tomorrow night right here on ESPN 1000. We'll also be with Carmen and Yurko starting at noon tomorrow right here on ESPN 1000. Hey, Abdullah, do you have any zoo news tonight? I do have some oh, zoo, zoo news. Well, hello, Mr. Lion. Here's the latest edition of the Zoo News. Oh, what do you have? All right, I know this is going to seem like a bit, but I let the Zoo News come to me. Okay. Sure. I don't seek out certain types of zoo news. I let the zoo news happen wherever it happens around the world. Seems like many of our bits on this show is we let them come to us. They come to us, okay? And just because the last zoo news story happened in Australia. Okay, we're going back down under. We go back down under. Chris has a false alarm at the Melbourne Zoo sparked chaos after fears of a baboon escape. A what? A baboon. <laughs> a baboon escape. A false alarm spot chaos at a Melbourne Zoo earlier as patrons feared there was a baboon on the loose. <laughs> Visit. This was yesterday. No, this was what day weren't you here? This was Tuesday. Tuesday. Visitors to the zoo were uh, evacuated Watch and put into lockdown this afternoon on Tuesday after an emergency alarm was activated according to social media posts. <laughs> There were fears that a baboon had escaped. However, according to the Melbourne Zoo, there was no emergency, and the entire saga was simply a false alarm. Ah. (laughs) Due to an emergency alert being mistakenly activated. The zoo's hemandrius baboons are located on the main trail and would pose a great threat if a baboon had been released. While baboons are usually indifferent to humans... They can attack when provoked and are potentially very dangerous. Oh, they're mean. Due to their sharp teeth and claws. (laughs) Yes, claws. Luckily, no one was harmed because there was no immediate threat and the baboons were all safe. And that, Chris, is what's new at the zoo. Yes, that's what's new. That's what is new at the zoo. That's wild. All right, yeah. Yeah. Baboons are are mean. They're mean suckers. No, they're not really. Unless they're they're provoked. If they're provoked. If they're provoked. Baboons are mean. <laughs> uh, did you see this uh, craze going on around uh, at stores at Target and Dude, Starbucks? I was going to talk to this, talk with you about this. What like, is this? Who cares if you get a, sta- a Stanley Cup or so you're not? not? You're not a Stanley boy. No, I have. What do I have? Well, it's a water bottle. I just uh, use. I reuse a, a plastic water bottle every day. Camelback. Camelback. Okay. Well, so apparently these Stanley water bottles. There's a limited edition tumbler that was at Target, yeah. Starbucks's around the the country. Yeah, and people lost their minds. Dude, people were lined up overnight, like they were waiting for Jordans or Xboxes. It was crazy. There, there's a story on the Sun Times website. A lady who lined up outside of the South Loop Target store. She waited for hours to get this limited edition tumbler. Dude, you can resell them for like two hundred bucks. The Starbucks Stanley. It's a pink water cup. It's crazy. There's two of them. There's a red one and a pink one. And apparently you can resell these from anywhere between $150 and $250. Now, I've seen, I've seen the videos on social media, whether it be Instagram Reels or TikTok. Like the Stanley girl yes. is a thing. There's like few of like five of them at a time. Are you a Stanley boy? I am not a Stanley You're not boy. Not a Stanley boy. I, I don't have a Stanley my either. My girlfriend actually has well, a Stanley. Sean, you you have a you you, you have, have a Stanley, Stanley girl. girl? <laughs> yeah. Did you get her the special edition one? No, actually oh, slacking. No, actually, wow. you know what she did? She did get it off TikTok though. Okay. So. Well, yeah, right. they, a lot of people promote it on on social media. Yeah, it's just it's. 
of all the things that you could like resell and make money off, I shouldn't have should have done this. But it's um, a it's a water bottle. It's it's you could get any Who color. Cares? Why do you need it's the specific a big one? Water bottle though. Like yeah, big. it's a big water Who bottle. Who cares? Just fill it up again. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Views and an A plus rating for the Better Business Bureau. Four seasons of Chicagoland's trusted local experts. For all the right reasons, call it six six four seasons. What does it feel like to file with TaxLayer and get your guaranteed maximum refund? It feels like the last level of a video game, facing off against the final boss who stands between you and your refund. All your refund has belonged to me. Using the power of TaxLayer like a secret power-up he doesn't see coming. Only the most tax-confident can defeat me. Throwing your laptop at his video game face and watching him crumble into a giant pile of shiny coin tax refunds. Oh, not fair. You use TaxLayer. Start for free and get your guaranteed maximum refund. TaxLayer. File fearlessly. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What's up? <sighs> I'm tired of feeling so bloated. That used to be me. Then I got this. Align bloating relief plus food digestion. A probiotic, right? Yeah, it works naturally with your gut to help soothe occasional bloating and gas. Plus, it has vitamin B12 to aid digestion by helping convert food to cellular energy. Two benefits, one capsule. Align bloating relief plus food digestion from the number one doctor-recommended probiotic brand. Learn more at alignprobiotics.com. It's a new year and new expectations for the Chicago Wolves. A good start on home ice. It all starts Friday at 7 p.m. for $3 beer night. puts a little energy into the All-State. And get there early on Saturday for the Wolves' first ever country music night. So he's working in, shirts, he scores! The next Chicago Wolves games are Friday for $3 beer night and Saturday for country music night. Get your tickets today. From the old National Bank State Street studio, this is...